Welcome, Con Café, for Monday, the 31st day of July. This is the last day of July. And mañana, tomorrow, first day of August. <laughs> Incredible. Praise God. Praise God. You're still with us. And uh, we're looking at Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 to 21, New International Version of the Bible, for a devotional called An Abundance Mentality. An Abundance Mentality. FYI, I'm preaching at First Methodist Bastrop this coming uh, Sunday, and this will be the text for my sermon. So if you're from Bastrop, you're listening, uh, pray the Lord give me a different message <laughs> for Sunday. And uh, it's also Communion Sunday. I'm honored to be officiating, celebrating communion on that Sunday. Need a place to worship? Come out that way. I think 8.30 and 10.30 are the hours. Now, that's off the top of my head. But uh, pray for this old man that God give me the words. You ready to hear God's word? I am. Verse 13. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away, so that they go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve baskets, basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. Wow. This, dear friends, is the Word of God for the people of God, and we say, Gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. To my teacher friends and the student friends, readers, followers of Concafe, dare I say, welcome back to school. Yes, though my school days are long behind me, I still remember the lament I would share when July ended and August rolled in much too fast. But soon I realized the importance of school, thank God, and the education I was getting. Then it changed. I was having fun of thanking God for all that I was learning, and I pray the Lord bless and protect all of you that have anything to do with schools, whatever your capacity, parents, students, teacher administrator, staff, God bless you. You do a wonderful thing for our kids. And I pray the Lord bless you and keep you safe from all harm. That's my prayer. Now, of school, guess what I remember most? I remember school lunch. <laughs> it's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> Mostly in my high school years, we were already in Houston. I attended and graduated from James Madison High School, Go Marlins. My favorite lunch was always a bologna and cheese sandwich on white bread with mayonnaise. We had an assortment of chips in those days. I think you could choose between Fritos and potato chips. <laughs> and I think Doritos were maybe coming in. 
but not compared to today's chips. There's almost two aisles at our grocery store of different chips. You name it, they have it. I think, you know, they cater to all people, including pumpkin spice potato chips. Okay, I'm making that up. That's a joke. But maybe not compared to today's chips that, uh, you know, if they don't have them now, I gave somebody an idea and right around October, you'll see them on the <laughs> But I'll never forget the day we had no bologna in the house. That sounds funny. <laughs> I didn't know when I woke up, but the smell of mom's fried chicken should have been a giveaway. I went to the kitchen and mom said, we have no bologna. So you're taking chicken for lunch. Huh? Uh, I miss my mom. But on that day, I had mixed feelings. I loved her fried chicken, don't get me wrong. And I shared on Facebook not too long ago how that was her superpower. My mother and my grandmother could get out of our car after church, and by the time I walked to the back of our way-too-short driveway to fetch the 55-pound Sunday paper and inside the house, she and my momo, as I call my grandmother, were already in their house coats and two skillets filled with frying chicken were in the works. But on that day when I got to school, Mom had put a drumstick between two pieces of bread. I chuckled as I wondered, how in the world do I eat this? Without calling too much attention to this odd lunch that I had, but I was thankful I had something to eat. And like I said, I love my mom's fried chicken. I think what I did was put the breads aside and ate the drumstick and then ate one of the breads or maybe two. But I begin to think about the household where a little boy, let's call him Nathaniel, is getting his lunch prepared by his mother. And he's excited because the traveling preacher named Jesus was coming near his home. His lunch was typical of a seaside village. Mom packed him two fish and five loaves of barley bread. Where's the Twinkies, Ma? Just kidding, no Twinkies in those days. But this lunch was wrapped with cloth, placed in a basket, and off went Nate to the event. The sermon was awesome as it followed a series of miracles of Jesus healing the sick, and it being late was time for lunch. This being a remote place in places like restaurants, non-existent at the time, so the disciples are getting anxious about just what will the people eat. And they suggest to Jesus that the crowd should go into town and just buy food. Now, this was year before potlucks and covered dishes. Jesus responds that they should give them something to eat. Right here, I would say the disciples were operating from a scarcity mentality. In other words, there's no way or there's not enough out here. There's nothing to eat. But Jesus throws it back at them. He says, you do it. He wanted them to see that when there seems not to be enough, trust God and God will provide. But do take the step forward of faith towards an abundance mentality. Now, many of the churches I serve wanted a fact-based budget meaning once we had our stewardship campaign all wrapped up and based on what people had projected to give that year, that would help us make a budget. 
And nine times out of 10, that was never enough for what I felt as pastor, senior pastor, what we needed to do as a congregation. So I've always believed in a faith-based budget. God will provide if we trust him and do our part in preaching about the spiritual nature behind stewardship and also do our part in giving what we should. Now the question becomes, what do we have? In this case, it was little Nathaniel who was there with his mama packed lunch. We don't know if the disciples asked who had food or after hearing there was a need, Nate spoke up, but he offered all that he had. Which most would have said that's not enough or that's not much. But these were taken to Jesus, two fish, five barley loaves. Some would say, even if we cut these into tiny pieces, how could a large crowd as this eat? Now, Jesus graciously received the love offering of a little boy. We notice that Jesus does not say with anger, What is this? How dare you offer these crumbs to God's work? No, Jesus received with gratitude the faith of this little boy. Notice what Jesus does first. He looks up toward heaven and gives thanks, and broke the loaves. Then Jesus hands them to the disciples, and they to the people. And everyone there ate, and the Bible says they were satisfied. All from one little boy's lunch. No make that one little boy's faith to share. This was a miracle. Five thousand men, not counting the women and children, ate from this little lunch, and the leftovers fit into twelve baskets of the broken pieces of the fish and bread. Friends, we can only imagine what little Nate said to Mom when he got home. Did she believe him? Of course, she's the mom. And she has to believe her son, usually. <laughs> Did Nate's friends believe him? It didn't matter. Nate lived it. Nate saw it happen, and in a very real way, his life was never the same. And neither were the people who ate this food from God. Their faith was blessed in ways they never thought possible. And this Jesus, the traveling preacher, was someone unlike any other they had ever seen or heard. All that God has shared or done for us in our lives should also make us realize that our lives will never be the same again either. Let's pray. Loving God, for what you have done, we are thankful. Help us move away from a mentality of scarcity into your realm of abundance in all things. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you for tuning in. I invite you to share. I invite you to press the like button, the subscription button, the notify bell, whatever is there and whatever platform you're hearing or, or watching this. Let's get the metrics up so that we can Get the word out there that Jesus does provide, and we should trust the Lord. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Here's your call to action. Live a life that shows off the abundance you have found in God. Receive my blessings, joy, and peace. I love you, and I thank God for you, and I pray the Lord bless you and keep you today and all days. Amen.